This program is a paid commercial announcement produced and paid for by Jacob Media Partners. No statements made during the Thrive Retirement Roadmap Radio Show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on any such matters. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed. David Bazaar, Brent E. Lim, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, a Pennsylvania state-registered investment advisor, office headquarters located in Fort Washington, and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings at Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Now, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, Philadelphia. The Thrive Retirement Roadmap Show with your hosts, David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management. They know that the road to a successful retirement is paved with consistent care and a commitment to guide the families they serve. David and Brett are co-authors of the book, Roadmap to Retirement, Navigating Your Way to Peace of Mind. The Thrive team has been recognized by Suburban Life Magazine and Philadelphia Magazine as one of the area's top wealth management firms. They've been featured in numerous publications such as the Wall Street Journal, CBS News, Fox, NBC, and ABC as well. But their greatest accomplishment yet is their ability to talk to people just like you about living out their dreams in retirement. Their phone is always open at 800-516-5861 or visit thrivefinancialservices.com. Now, here's David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Kraus. It is the first Saturday of the month of March, March 2nd. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. And I welcome uh, everyone into the uh, broadcast here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And how quickly we went from uh, ending up the month of February into the month uh, of March and now coming into our vision uh, is taxes. April 15th now, I think, is a little bit more real today uh, than it was even a week ago, David, for uh, the members of Thrive Army, for the listening audience, and for everyone around the Delaware Valley. Yeah, the year is flying by, Joe. It, uh, I, don't, I hear as you get older, as we're starting to experience, <laughs> okay. the time goes quicker. I'm not sure what the theory is behind that, but uh, certainly feels that way. And now, uh, yeah, we're getting closer. We see the attendance at our workshops increasing. People definitely wanting to find out more of how the, you know, the tax changes are going to impact them and today and in the future. So we got a lot of good stuff today on the show. Yeah, and you reference workshops. We'll get into the one scheduled workshop for next week, which will be at the Huntington Valley Library. I'll let everybody know throughout the show how you can get scheduled for the workshop on the 7th. Uh, and we'll give you those details uh, throughout the next hour here on the Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. I've got a good lineup and a full house, as we normally do uh, on a Saturday morning. Karen Mazar is here this morning. Hello, Karen. How are you? Good. I'm great. How are you doing? Good. You launched a Netflix series a week ago, <laughs> and I wonder uh, what's on your agenda for our conversation for the audience today. So on my agenda today is talking about a new phenomenon that seems to be growing is uh, seniors actually moving back back in with their kids, which is a good thing or a bad thing. Now, I'm going to give you a thumbs up. I'm going to give all seniors a thumbs up for that because my mother-in-law moved in with us. Now, granted, she did have a separate 
um, like an in-law suite, an in-law suite, and um, and, and enjoyed having that. But uh, I give you the thumbs up. I look forward to uh, that conversation. You said and, the in-law suite, Krause. Yes. So it means it's all about the details, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. It is all, all about. about it's all about the details. And speaking about details, uh, I reference uh, uh, taxes at the start, Brett. You're going to start there today, and I have a feeling uh, over the next eight or nine weeks, there's five Saturdays in the month of March, and then we get in to April, and April 15th is a Monday this year, uh, so it's going to come rather quickly. Yeah, a lot of people getting their taxes done as we speak, and uh, plenty uh, of people still to see the uh, um, how all the new puzzle pieces fit together with the new tax code. Um, so we're just going to be talking about facts and about the changes that have happened, again, here through 2015, uh, as opposed to sometimes theory. You know why the market's up over the past uh, month here, Krause, don't you? Why Something happened a month ago. You forget? Yes. The Patriots won. And the groundhog didn't see a shadow. That's so right. Remember, I do, I, I yeah, do gonna, remember Yeah, that. we're going to take all the superstition and the what-ifs and actually just talk about the truths here today just with everything that's in the in that new tax code. Yeah, and it's a good way to say let's bring some reality, David, to uh, what it actually means to make the right decisions, control your own destiny. I know we've talked about that. If you scroll through and pick up a headline every other day, there's a reference now about returns are down for people. And and I don't know whether or not individuals read the stories or not, but certainly the headlines, just because it's a headline, sometimes provides enough credibility for people to believe it. Yeah. And, and you know, it's about keeping yourself informed. And it's also about, you know, making modifications when necessary. You know, we, um, we, we here at Thrive, we've got our, nobody's got the crystal ball, but, you know, we certainly are in the camp of trying to protect people's assets. Uh, most of the people that we sit with, whether they come in via uh, visiting us with the workshops or they call or they come in through the website, um, I tell you, Joe, 95% of the people that we sit down with have all the money that they need for retirement, right? We tell them that their big win is just not to lose. Um, and that's when, you know, sometimes whatever, you know, if you want to call it greed or you want to call it consistency of effort, I, some people kind of just stay at the game, you know, the game of the stock market longer than needed. Um, you know, if you've got modest expenses on a monthly basis, maybe three to $5,000 a month, and you've got a million and a half dollars saved in your retirement assets, and you've got good quality social security payments, and maybe even have a pension, you know, the, the big question I would always ask is, why would you continue to be chasing these double digit rates of return, which are becoming, you know, less real and more fantasy, when you could dial back the risk and really just come out with complete and total certainty that your retirement is there for the rest of your lives. So, you know, we believe in the safe money strategies. Yep, we believe in the stock market. We believe that you just need a better diversification of assets in the stock market um, or out of the stock market, some alternatives outside of it as well. Um, if you do those types of things and just stay the course, retirement looks like a slam dunk. You know, we put this show up on podcast on radio.com and you put it up on thrivefinancialservices.com as well. And the one conversation that we had from last week's show, I thought was worth asking you 
to repeat. And I hope you'll it'll jump into your memory. Talk about being getting older and forgetting. Um, it was the reference, David, or the conversation of the example that you used about buying and then the stock coming down and and, and what to do with it and how to do it. I thought it was a fascinating example and a good way to let uh, new listeners understand part of what your philosophy is. Yeah, and again, you know, I uh, last week on the show talked about our strategy that we are passive investment uh, users. We believe in index investing, um, you know, kind of staying the course for the majority. But what people, what we try to convey a lot of times is opportunity. And what we were talking about on last week's show is using sometimes these dips in the stock market as an opportunity to sell a position if it's inside of an IRA account uh, for two reasons. Number one, we're probably at the lowest tax climate, interest, you know, uh, tax rates that we're probably going to see in our lifetime. So we want to take advantage of them. And at the same time, if you could pay those lower taxes on a smaller gain, it just kind of makes sense. And then we recommend, so exercise that sale as that price comes down, you're going to pay less in taxes. And then we say, go buy it right back, just buy it in a Roth. So all of that future growth is now tax-free. And that's not traditional, uh, conventional wisdom, but it's good mathematics. And one of the topics that you're going to talk about today, or one of the areas that you're going to get into, are the five keys. Tell me about that quickly. Yeah, so there's, um, you know, actually there was an article in Barron's Magazine that I kind of stole the topic from for today because I read it and I thought this is really good. And it's just five basic questions that you should be asking before retirement and then certainly after retirement. As a matter of fact, that article is up on our LinkedIn page on for Thrive Financial Services. So if anybody listening uh, listens or, or goes and utilizes LinkedIn ever, uh, it's on there. And uh, as a matter of fact, we put out a lot of information for folks to be able to go access. A lot of things that we talk on the show are uh, archived in our podcasts. We're on um, iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on radio.com. It's on our website on SoundCloud. So, you know, if you don't catch this live, look for an email or send us your email. We'll get it to you so you can get access to it. Our website has tons of information available. And then we have, as a matter of fact, on our website, just a quick comment, people can go to that website, thrivefinancialservices.com, and download that new ebook that we did called How to Retire Worry-Free. We've gotten a lot of downloads from that and gotten great feedback from that. So that's on our website, thrivefinancialservices.com. It's also on our other website called meetthrivefinancial.com. So I'd really encourage people to go download that. A lot of great information. It's uh, just off the top of my head. It's like 50, no, 40 pages. So a lot of, you know, 40 pages, good information and for an ebook. And certainly a lot of information. We'll get to our first commercial break. When we come back after the break, pay attention. Brent Elam is up. Uh, taxes, the subject of his conversation. Uh, a little bit later on, Karen Bazaar with her uh, conversation uh, on seniors moving <laughs> in. I like it. I look forward to that. We'll get to a break back in a moment. 
And welcome back, everyone, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Shout out to the Thrive Army, the growing Thrive Army that continues to tune in and join us every Saturday right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. When our show concludes today, we'll be right back here a week from today, Saturday, March 9th. We'll uh, see you all on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, One reference while you're uh, on the website, David mentioned the website. The workshop next week on March 7th is at the Huntington Valley Library, 625 Red Lion Road in Huntington Valley. The start time uh, for that a session is at 7 p.m. and the title is Taxes in Retirement. And Brett, I'm sure you're going to begin or share with the audience a little bit about what's going to be uh, at that workshop. As David mentioned, the workshops are expanding uh, and growing in popularity. More and more people coming out uh, to the library for the uh, information. Yeah, this past week uh, was our second go around and again continuing into next week too back at the uh, Huntington Valley Library. So we're excited to, to again expand the message to a brand new location. So this is our second go around going there. But, um, you know, our topic during the workshop is taxes and retirement. And I thought on today's show, just give a little bit of a debrief as to um, what we're going to see. But again, as some of these workshops that we're concluding right now over the past couple of weeks, Krause, people are coming up and saying, hey, I just completed my 2018 taxes. I'm noticing this or that. And again, people are sometimes seeing some of these changes that were made now finally being put into play and people are now seeing it in black and white. We're starting to hear about it on the news and stuff like that. So I thought I'd talk about things um, on a higher review and then dig into it a little bit as to some of the details that people want to be conscious of. And again, these are topics that we talk about um, quite a bit deeper at our workshop. But again, um, whether you'd like to... uh, to attend one of the workshops or feel free to give us a call or come in. And again, these are all things we talk about as part of that complimentary Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review um, sessions that we offer um, that are out there, Krause. So I thought I'd start off just talking about the big picture just related to the taxes and and in realizing that these tax brackets that were uh, made and changed back in uh, 2017, again, they're permanent, again, for all intents and purposes through 2025. So again, the next seven years, uh, eight if you include 2018, where what we saw was an expansion um, of the income limits uh, for both single and uh, married filing jointly couples. Um, And at the same time, what we saw was each of the tax brackets um, being reduced as well. Typically, it means, um, at least from what we found, people that we're sitting in front of, that people are paying less taxes year in and year out. Again, everyone's situation is going to be a little bit different. Um, with all that happening, again, um, you always want to make sure that you kind of go through a, a debrief, whether you're getting your taxes done on your own or an HR block or you're working with your accountant. Just make sure you always have the right amount of withholdings coming out of your paychecks or Social Security, pensions, um, et cetera. Some of the big changes that were made with, uh, with the code along with those rates we spoke about were standard deductions. Again, estimates were for 2017, 30% of filers were still itemized and where that number is supposed to drop to almost down to 6% for 2018 um, and beyond. Some of the biggest reasons is that we saw a standard deduction from 12,000, or pardon me, uh, go from 12,700 in 2017 for a married couple. Now, 2019 is $24,400. Again, it's almost double what the standard deduction was simply two years ago. So, and I'm gonna get into it in a little bit, talking about some of the deductions when you itemize that have changed as well. Another thing that has been repealed, and people are experiencing this now, is that personal exemptions are no longer part of the tax code. Um, because of that, what they've done is they've expanded being able to get a child credit of up to $2,000. So that's going to help a lot more households. 
Um, but some others, again, child credits help out for kids that are under the ages of 16 or under, but some others um, won't necessarily experience uh, some of those changes, especially if their dependents are of 17 years or older, where that credit is now $500, not the 1000 it was in 2017, not the 2000 that it's, it's changed to for younger kids, but now it's $500. So they may not see as great a benefit, a great as benefit with the personal exemption being repealed. Again, what I just chatted about there, all staying the same through the year 2025. Um, and Brett, just go back on that for me uh, one more time on the, the personal kids? exemption. Yes. Yeah, because they've done away with it. Again, we saw tax, we saw tax uh, rates come down. So automatically people saw more money that was going into their paychecks. But again, it's a domino effect because personal exemptions have been done away with. Personal exemption, where I used to get like $4,000 per person in the household that used to go directly against my income that was earned. It's been done away with. Again, the purpose of these new tax codes was to make things simpler. Again, we believe it was achieved, but we need to understand what all those changes were and some of those dominoes um, that were made there. Again, some of them were just what I just shared right there with how the exemptions have been changed. And because of all the uncertainty, again, it was some pretty big changes that have happened. You hear a lot about it on the news that people are paying more in taxes or they're owing money as opposed to getting a refund before because of a lot of that uncertainty. And um, you, you heard in early earlier this year, 2019, that the IRS came out and said that they would waive penalties for some people who didn't pay enough taxes throughout the year in 2018. Now, if you're supposed to be paying quarterlies, you can pay your quarterlies, you're not going to be, you're still going to have to pay those penalties. But for normal everyday people that all of a sudden were normally getting those refunds, all of a sudden paying penalties, um, you're finding that they're not having to pay those penalties because they're being waived because, again, a lot of those changes and uncertainties throughout. And that was, that was a function of people not being proactive That's a, and changing their withholding allowances at the employer. So it wasn't the taxes went up, it's just people didn't adhere to what they needed to do to make sure that they were in line with the new tax code. Which if you tra translate that even further, uh, further along, uh, we uh, don't take the time to either know it or understand it or find out. And I don't say that to be disrespectful or negative. I include myself in the conversation. We don't do it. That's it. It's all about the details. It's all about the details. It's all about the Back details. The we details. can't hear, rates went down, I'm saving money. Again, it's finding out how that situation applies to us because our kids getting older. Is my job changing? I pull money out of my 401k. Everyone's situation is different. Um, one thing that did not change was the favorable tax rates on long-term capital gains and qualified dividends. That's still a big deal where people can still get 0%, 15%, or 20% as it relates to um, those investments, especially as people enter retirement. Understanding how that 0% tax bracket works on long-term capital gains and qualified dividends, those are things that we highlight and talk about during our workshops and absolutely are things that we talk about during that Thrive Retirement Roadmap. Brett, why, why don't you talk about that for a second? When we use our tax clarity software, yeah. what are some things, examples of things that pop up that we bring to people's attention? Yeah, so it's a lot of times as we enter retirement, it's the first time that we're able to experience what they call that 0% tax bracket on long-term capital gains. Again, conventional wisdom, we always ask people during the workshop, what do you think long-term capital gains are taxed at? We always hear 15% which is normal. They're absolutely right, but there's three brackets. And again, people have never heard of the 0% bracket because it's very hard to achieve while you're working. But as you enter retirement, your taxable income and your cash flow aren't necessarily the same because you can start picking and choosing what bucket of money you want to pull out of. So there's a lot of times that we're able to meet people and they might have a big stock position that's hanging out there that they have a lot of long-term capital gains where finally they've hit retirement. They have sufficient assets that aren't necessarily going to show up um, for their cash flow for that year on the tax return where for the first time ever, 
typically in their life, they might be able to actually start taking advantage of that 0% tax bracket, where even if you love that stock, doesn't mean you have to sell it forever, gives you the ability to sometime bring up your cost basis, or finally giving you the ability to pivot where you don't feel stuck that you've been in that position forever to provide further diversification, which is a big deal as well. Wow. And, And that may be difficult to understand when you kind of hear it, but when you see it illustrated in the report, it's like an aha it's moment. An aha it moment. just pops out and you go, geez, I never, ever considered that. Um, it's hard to sometimes in your mind get the concept. Again, when you see it visually, it just makes all the sense in the Can world. Can I suggest to the listening audience to get to the workshop? Yeah. I mean, if there was ever a reason to consider going to the complimentary workshop or if you were saying, hey, I want to go, I plan on going and I don't go, uh, it, now that now that April 15th is in range and it's more on our front burner, I would strongly, strongly. Yeah, and again, these things we're it. talking about now, those are forward tax plan. I mean, things that you have to do in that calendar year. So maybe it was too late for 2018, but let's figure out what Absolutely. we need to do in 19 Absolutely. to make sure that we don't miss what we just missed in 2018. Again, we always ask the question, if we can show you a way how you could take long-term capital gains and pay no taxes on them and or... Maybe take some money out of your IRA and pull it out as if it's a Roth IRA where you never pay taxes on it. Does it make sense to find out how that applies to me? And if I'm a listener that hears that, those are things that we do complimentary. We educate people, again, at the workshop, but then when people come in as part of that complimentary Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review session, we say, hey, that thing I heard on the radio, or hey, that thing I saw you do in that workshop, how does that apply to me? I want to get me some of that 0% long-term capital gain things that are out there. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's really good stuff. Yeah, we see a lot of people that have experienced what they call our alternative minimum tax. That's a big change that happened. Again, estimates were that um, 5 million tax returns in 2017 had alternative minimum tax associated with it. It affects people that, have high, uh, that are high income earners. Estimates are 200,000. Instead of 5 million, only 200,000 people will only be subject to AMT. Biggest reason is you almost see it's hard to achieve now that as you're married, filing jointly couple, up until a million dollars of assets on the most part is where you almost don't see things um, kicking in there as well. Another big one. You don't need to have health insurance anymore. You will not be penalized on your tax return. That's a big change for 2019. So previously, as a a part of Obamacare, if you didn't have insurance, you were going to be penalized on your tax return. It's no longer part of it, 2019 and um, beyond. Home seller's exemption, one big change that happened there. You now need to own a home for five years, of which to be eligible for this benefit of the homeowner's exemption, home seller's exemption, to be eligible for that benefit, the homeowner must have used the house as their primary residence for two of the previous five years. It's a big change, okay, where you can earn up to a a, a half million dollars, a quarter million dollars per person when you go to sell your house. We get this question a lot when people come in during that Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review. Brad, I'm downsizing. I'm afraid of how much taxes I'm going to have to pay when I sell my house. Time out. A lot of times you're not going to pay anything whatsoever. So that's a big deal of what we educate um, a lot of people on related to that as well. So again, topics like these and others, again, we just touched uh, we just touched on them here today. These are things that we talk about during, that, during our workshops, again, here coming up in Huntington Valley here on the 7th of March and then again throughout the area as well. So again, feel free to give us a call, 800-516-5861, or you can always visit us at thrivefinancialservices.com. Really, really good stuff, Brett. Thank you so much. Get to the workshop. Uh, if you can't go on March, go to thrivefinancialservices.com. You'll see the entire lineup of complimentary um, uh, locations where you can go uh, and get some of this valuable, valuable information. Uh, speaking of selling your house, when you get close to retiring, perhaps you're thinking about that. Uh, and where are you going to live? I'm going to move in with my kids. Perhaps that is a conversation. Karen Bazaar will deal with that. 
when we come back. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, some great information uh, from Brett Elam. Again, on March 7th, Huntington Valley Library, 7 p.m., Taxes in Retirement. The address is 625 Red Lion Road. Uh, the workshop starts at 7. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com, or as David mentioned back in the opening block, you can go to meetthrivefinancial.com, uh, which is another uh, website or another way to connect with Thrive Financial Services, but some really, really good information, uh, David, from Brett on taxes and you saw my face. I'm sitting here just observing or uh, absorbing the information. Really, really uh, good stuff. That leads us to Karen Bazaar. Karen, um, fitting that Brett ended, kind of ended his conversation or segment uh, about should I sell our house? Mm-hmm. Are we going to do that? Uh, and then what? Today, you've got some conversation about the then what. Right. <laughs> and here I go with the then what. So uh, I was reading an article. I think it was AARP, actually. Um, which that does come to our house, too. I was going to say, actually. <laughs> but we get some good discounts. I'm not here promoting AARP. We get good discounts on hotels. We're going to go look at some colleges. Um, so in Florida, nice warm area. So um, we get some discounts on the hotels. Discounts so are good. That. But, you know, fitting that I'm bringing up that we're going to go look for colleges because um, – I'm going to talk a little bit about a new phenomenon that's happening. And I know Dave is looking at me like, how can that relate to college, moving into home with your children? But uh, one thing that seems to be happening a lot more, is becoming more common, is the baby boomer generation is moving, having to move back in with their children. And one area that I've actually met with a woman about a week or two ago who was still supporting her 25-year-old son. And I just, you know, nicely, there was nothing wrong with him. He was just, couldn't find the job that he really wanted. He had a college degree and everything. And I, she was supporting him. She was paying for certain bills. And I very nicely said, is he going to take care of you now that you're retiring? And she looked at me and she said, no. And I said, well, I said, if you don't change the way things are going, you're going to end up living with him. Do you want, is that something you want? She did not. Now, some people out there might, but if you're out there listening and that's, this is something that you don't want to happen to you in retirement, then we have some things to talk about now. Um, I know I, David and I, his parents live, they're in their later 70s. My mom's in her late 70s. They don't want to live with us, at least right now. They enjoy their life. They don't want to live by anybody else's rules. And, you know, you might have a different view, but I, I, I feel strongly that David and I want to have a great retirement and we don't want to have to depend on our children for help. Um, so one way to avoid this predicament is, number one, start saving earlier for retirement. So if you're already at that point, we can still help you out by coming to a workshop or coming in and sitting down and meeting with us because you really need to have income retirement planning done for you, not just money saved. Because as you just heard from Brett's talk, there's so many different other factors that go into it. So come on in, sit down with us. We'll do what we do is the income retirement planning for you. We'll do the tax clarity report. Uh, we do a report to, we do the stress analysis. You come in, you give us, share us your information with us, and we'll let you know how does retirement look. We'll give you the statistic probability of having a successful retirement. 
if it's not good, we're going to tell you yes or no, but we'll also give you some direction and help you help you out with that. Another thing we do is a social security maximization report. And um, specific to that report, I met with um, a couple people in the last couple months, and there was some changes made back in 2015 to Social Security. Um, there was some loopholes that kind of closed. Um, and when I met with a the couple, they just started filing. Uh, one person just started um, taking his Social Security benefit. His wife had already started hers. And um, in our discussion... He found out that there's still one loophole open that he can actually take part of, and it's called uh, file and restrict. As long as you were born before January 1st, 1954, none of us in this room, of course, but if you were born before that and you're currently married or even divorced, you're eligible to take part in that, um, that benefit. And I'm going to get real particular now what that actually is. And basically what it says, if you are full retirement age, um, you, a spouse must be full retirement age and born on or before January 50, 1954, 1st, January 1st, 1954, sorry about that, you can file a restricted application for a spousal benefit only, which means if David and I were in that age group and I started collecting my benefit and David was born before January 1st, 1954, he could collect his spousal benefit, which would be approximately half of my full retirement age benefit. He could start collecting it and let his grow till age 70. And why is that so important? Because you need to know what your income is going to be in retirement. And if you start, it's eight, you get 8% growth per year if you wait a little bit. So David could leave his grow, on, grow mm-hmm. and then... If he qualified, I real, realizing to clarify that, uh, to qualify, but then he can start pulling half of your right. benefit, which while is while letting his grow. While letting letting his grow, and why why I'm telling you that now is there's people that are listening to our story to our story to our show that were born before January first, nineteen fifty four. You're still at that point, but if we can, if you're out there listening now, and we can stop you or can help you with that one particular point. Definitely. And that's just somebody, somebody learned that just coming to a workshop because we talked about it. He said, I thought I went to social security and sat down with them and they said that they don't have, it's all gone that you can't do. Well, he might've said, can I do file and suspend? Well, file and suspend. Yeah, that's gone. You can't do that anymore. But he wasn't specific and they can't give you any advice. So the key point, Joe, too, is that spouse taking that spousal benefit does not impact the other spouse's retirement from social security they still get the full amount it doesn't reduce it it's a, it's it's a feature of social security that you qualify for half of your spouse's full retirement age benefit yeah it's truly a, a, another real good example about what we don't know is and 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 the result of that is it costs you money it, it, it just ultimately a puts you in a position where it costs you money the, this couple in particular he was going to start his own benefit and he had four years to let his money grow and it, it's really increasing what their monthly income is going to be in retirement um, and also, just out there, if you're not married, if you if you're divorced, and you there's certain guidelines to being able to do this. If you're divorced, and, and if you're a widow or widower, you're also able to collect that type of spousal benefit before you collect your own, which is really important. This is something we identified for this couple when we did the Social Security maximization report that they had come into. They had just come in to workshop again. It's all complimentary, right? We'll meet with you the first time. We'll run the reports and we'll re- review the reports. They were. 
they were thrilled. They were thrilled to find out. Um, but that's why we want you to get the most out of Social Security. And there's other ways that we will help you. Uh, they had no pensions, but they did have savings. There's other ways, annuities or another way, that we will guide you, not all your money, but partial uh, part of your money, to guide you to help build it, make your own pension if you don't have one f- for yourself and yeah, for your family. Yeah, and I, and I think it all leads in, well, you know, when you started the conversation, I'm I'm just thinking people make decisions in their lives at at, at different times, but mm-hmm. still, no matter where the decision is made, if they w- if the plan is there for the right decision, then you won't struggle when it comes time for that to happen. Does that make sense? I, Absolutely. I, I, I keep remembering my mother-in-law, who I love so much, toiling over whether or not it was time to sell this big, huge house that she was in, in Glenside, that was uh, every month with, with the expenses to maintain this property and the relief that she had when she finally did sell it. But she toiled for uh, for so long of it and, and consequently was paying taxes and, all, right. and everything else on that property. Right. And that's what we do for our clients. Every year we'll get together and meet. Some, you start out in one home retirement, but things are going to change and we're here with you to guide you along the way. Really good stuff, Karen. Thank you so much, uh, as always. Appreciate that. Again, if you're available next week on March 7th, which is Thursday, the Huntington Valley Library is the location, 625 Red Lion Road uh, in Huntington Valley. 7 p.m. is the start. It's a complimentary workshop. Taxes in retirement, uh, and it is worth attending. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com and get registered for that complimentary workshop. We'll take our final commercial break uh, of the one-hour show. Uh, one-hour show. When we come back, David Bazaar will join us. Five questions to ask. We'll get into that when we come back. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Shout out to the members of our Thrive Army. Thank you so much uh, for not only listening to the show every Saturday, but for spreading the word. And we hope that you will continue to spread the word to your friends and family members uh, and people within your social uh, circles. Uh, Tell them about Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Uh, The information uh, is guaranteed. Uh, to be able to provide you with knowledge uh, and the truth about decisions that you have to make, or at least, David, uh, that you have to understand. Yeah, that's what we're, you know, we try to do is just kind of create the conversations. We, um, a lot of times we get that surprised um, result. Uh, Geez, I didn't really know that that was something I needed to consider. didn't really think a lot about it, so on and so forth. So, you know, one of the questions that we ask at the workshop is how many people in attendance have what we consider or what they consider a written retirement income plan. Um, do you think that's a big percentage or a small percentage, Joe? I would think it's a very small percentage. It is. It's really a small percentage. Again, retirement is this thing that it's really interesting, right? Because people, people think about it. Many, many people plan for it, but it gets there sooner than anticipated a lot of times. And I can't tell you that it's really put together with with a document that people can kind of sit down. 
many people get stress tests done on the retirement account. They'll go to a Vanguard website or a Fidelity website, and they'll use the tools there on the website. But that's kind of really just for the investment. It doesn't really take into consideration all these other things that we talk about. And like I'll talk to you about these five questions that people should be asking before and during retirement. But getting a written retirement income plan it's that roadmap that we talk. It's really finding out what do I do? Do I turn right? Do I turn left? Or do I you know, keep proceeding forward? So, and, and you know, the thing that I see and I really appreciate because it allows for real good conversation is that number one, our listening audience, and then number two, our seminar, our workshop attendance people, really educated. These are folks that are not sitting at home on the couch. They are not just kind of letting life go by as it does. You know, they come out on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night or a Thursday night and looking. They're not going to a dinner seminar, right? There's a lot of people that go to financial companies that host dinner seminars. And most people, you know, let's call it what it is. They go to those to eat dinner, you know, and maybe they'll pick up a little information, but they know for a fact they're going to get, you know, the attempt to sell them something is definitely going to happen. And, you know, we do over a hundred workshops on an annual basis, and you can't find one person that's attended over the past three and a half years that would tell you that we tried to sell them something in one of our workshops. I was just going to say, you can't find one attendee who bought something that's exactly at the right. workshop. That's exactly it. Because these are education, they are designed for pure education. And we hear so often from people, I came out to your seminar, your workshop, whatever you want to call it, because I saw something in the marketing, something in the pamphlet that really, really, hey, I didn't know, or I wanted to find out more, or I wanted to see how that worked. Uh, I didn't cut, you know, so we talk about taxes, we talk about social security, um, we talk about, you know, retirement income, all those different things. So, you know, it's exciting to talk here on the radio show. We know that the people listening are understanding what we're talking about. They're taking it and adding it into what they do. Um, so we want to keep up that effort. So this article that I read from Barron's, I'll kind of just paraphrase a lot of it. But these, you know, look, every retirement is different. You know, every person, every retirement plan, uh, everything that people think in their head, they're different because people are different. Yet some issues and questions are common to almost everyone's retirement. Uh, one of the things that we want to make sure people understand is that most retirees have the same big picture goals. They want to establish and maintain financial independence without working for compensation. I mean, you know, that means they want to maintain their desired lifestyle without the risk of running out of money. And that's, you know, we, we address that big time. And those are those two overarching questions that we hear when we sit with people is number one, do I have enough money to retire the way I want? And secondarily, um, will it last? That if I happen to be a married person, will it last both of our lifetimes? Do people tell you, David, that they think they're going to live longer or they expect to live longer? How do people, yeah. how do people think about that? Yeah, we actually, we pry it out of them. You know, before they ask, um, we're very detailed in what we do. And we actually ask about mom and dad. You know, we ask about longevity. We ask about good genes in the family. You know, when did mom pass away? When did, oh, gee, they're still living at 98 years old. God bless. But that tells us. And then our next question, well, how's your health? 
you know so we start kind of putting the equation together and you know standard actuarial tables tell uh, us guys tend to you know leave this earth at 82 and women typically at 85 but you know if you've got a 65 year old with mom and dad still you know having a great time in their mid to late 90s and they're in good health we got a plan beyond 82 and 85 that's a big deal. That is a very big deal. And that's what I talk about, Joe, with this written retirement plan. These are, the, these are the questions that we ask. The answers given may change what we deliver from a plan perspective. So, you know, big question, when should I start talk, taking Social Security? And, you know, Karen covered a lot about that just a moment ago, but it's really important. 50% of people who make the decision to take Social Security take it at the earliest possible age of 62. Which is the wrong time. Um, so the answer to that is maybe, right? right? More often, more frequent, that's the right, it's wrong. Right. Um, but it could be, right? I mean, if somebody's got a health crisis type situation and their life expectancy has been shortened, then yeah, get on Social Security, get as much as you can if you think you're not going to make it. Um, but for most people that we sit down with, Karen addressed something I think is really important is there were, and I hate using the word loopholes, they were just, they were policies that Social Security had that allowed people to modify their election choices so they could benefit more money out of the Social Security system. Um, the reality is, Brett, what was that number? Like 3 or 4% of the American population knew about it? It's like 3 yeah, like three yeah. or four percent was actually nobody. using the benefit, yeah, and you know, which means not a whole lot of people. Um, so it really wasn't putting any drain on the Social Security Administration, but they decided to eliminate one of the two. That option of doing a restricted application, Karen gave the dates, right? So if you met those dates, you could still take it. And the result of it is you just get more money out of Social Security. So the big question is, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, right. right? Well, the reason you might not want to do it is you don't know if you can. How do I survive until I get to Social Security and I need those assets? Well, Joe, see, that might be exactly where we start to spend down some of the IRA assets because we can do it tax efficiently. And at the same time, it gives us the opportunity to push out Social Security age a little bit further. Again, that's not traditional wisdom, but it's really smart. It really makes sense. Yeah, it really, really does yeah, make sense. Yeah, and it gets people where they want to be. Because there's consequences of not taking Social Security at the right time. We give up money. If you happen to be a married couple, when the first spouse passes away, we lose the lower of the two Social Security checks. So if you delay one all the way out to age 70, we maximize that benefit for the surviving spouse. So there, there's just a lot. So when do you take it? That's a big question, right? It's especially important for married couples to coordinate when each begins the benefit so they can ultimately maximize their joint lifetime income. Uh, another question is how flexible can I be with my spending? You know, retirement, we know, Joe, is full of surprises. So when there's unplanned spending or a decline in income, adjustments have to be made. And those adjustments have to be evaluated on what they're going to do from a taxation standpoint and what they're going to do from a longevity standpoint. So you always should know how much your spending is and more importantly, know how much spending is fixed and how much is flexible. Another question um, is, how will I turn my resources into reliable lifetime cash flow? So many people focus on retirement income. Um, I'm sorry. So people, they do focus on retirement income, but they focus on it via earning interest and dividends on their nest egg. 
Instead, cash flow is actually what matters. You shouldn't worry so much about whether you're spending income or principal as long as you aren't running a high risk of spending down your assets. So this is something we deal with all the time. Right? Well, I might be able to get enough rate of return on a monthly basis to offset my spending. And they're trying to focus it on returns and dividends and earnings. So, you know, we tell people for a portion of their money, and this is not always the case, but for a portion, it might be a good idea to purchase either an immediate annuity or a deferred income annuity. And what that does is it basically protects against longevity. You can't run out. The income is guaranteed for life. And the only time we use annuities is, is for that and some investment choices uh, for better diversification. But what it really does is just shores up that retirement income if there's going to be longevity. Uh, the rest of your money can be invested in anything out there for total return. This kind of protects against that. Another big question real quick, Joe, is which Medicare choices should I make? So we've got a lot of people you know, on Part B Medicare, they don't even understand how it all works. They don't know where it comes from, what it covers, so on and so forth. So we explain that. But many, many people go on the cheap. And when they're looking for that Medicare gap, they go for the Medicare Advantage plan um, because there's no premium to it. And what ends up happening, Joe, is it's really short a lot of times on what benefits it will cover. So again, these are things that I didn't get through all those questions, but those are most of the questions that people should be thinking about, simple ones, that we can have some impact with them. Really good stuff from David Bazaar, and we hope our listening audience today enjoyed all of the information uh, from David, from Karen, uh, and from Brett with his conversation uh, about taxes. Again, one more time before we say goodbye here on a Saturday morning, on, when, or on Thursday, March 7th, the Huntington Valley Library, 625 Red Line. Road in Huntington Valley. 7 p.m. is the start. Taxes in retirement. And David, uh, quickly, they can go to thrivefinancialservices.com and get registered for that That's workshop. Correct. All right. So thanks very much, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, special thanks, of course, uh, to our members of the Thrive Army. On behalf of David Bazaar, on behalf of Karen Bazaar, and of course, Brett Elam, and all of our uh, members and our list, uh, members of the listening audience here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. I'm Joe Krause. See you next Saturday, everybody. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.